welcome back to Through the Ringer. I'm, of course, your host, Mac the Milkman. Yeah, it's been a hot minute, hasn't it? Well, it hasn't been like, see, Through the Ringer has two types of breaks. It can either be full fucking years without episodes, or it could be a couple weeks. This was a couple weeks. Um, We tried to schedule an episode, uh, but our guest, uh, he flaked. Kind of dropped that or not, but it's okay. It's, it, everything's gonna be fine. Um, how's Mac been? Uh, Mac's been all right. Um, we opened the Shrek, the musical. My back is fucking killing me from uh, walking on my knees that whole time. And cabaret, um, <laughs> um, not doing too hot. Um, I'm supposed to be off book. Um, well, actually, uh, today, um. Um, but you know how it goes. You know how it is. Um, that brings us to today's sponsor, uh, Gary Greasers. Good old Gary Greasers. If you have a clog and you need it lubricated, Gary Greasers is your man. Give him a call, and I'll give him a shout out. Thank you, Gary Greasers, for that cool thousand dollars. Anyways, speaking. Of greasy people, Flash Jewel Five. I didn't know we had a sponsor. Well, you know, I like to keep things a bit under wraps. You know, a little surprise here and there. Is Gary a friend of the show? Gary Greasers? No, but he's a friend of Mac. Because uh, he paid you. He didn't. Did, did he pay me? Well, you know, you get paid in uh, love and admiration. That's true. That's uh, that is enough for me. You know. I'm fine with that. Uh, so, uh, Mac, <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a hot minute, as I like to say. What have you been up to, my friend? Oh, man, you know, uh, uh, very important things. Very, very monumental. Uh, huge, like, insane things, you know. Like what? Uh, well, uh, I can't really mention them here, you know, the kind of top secret, but, you know, you'll see. You'll see soon. You've been working at your job that you drive to in your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a top secret job in the top secret car. Yeah, I can't awesome. even tell you. I, I can't even tell you about the car. It's so top secret. That's how top secret this job is. The thing that's happened since then, my car broke down and I bought a luxury car. Oh, really? You haven't told anybody? Yes, I haven't told many people, but like I've been driving a luxury car, very expensive, very luxury, um, <laughs> and better than your car, most likely. We, we established that. Um, uh, so, Flash, who's our guest today? Tell me, tell me, give me, tell me a little bit about him. Well, Ohio. Um. Oh, uh, he he has seen every piece of media that has ever, and he's a little bitch. Give it up for Johnny. Hello. I, yeah. I I'd just like to add that uh, that's actually not true because I've never once listened to an episode of this podcast. Which is fucked up. How could you not support your friends? I don't like podcasts. What? What do you mean? What's you don't like the, the, the entire medium of, of pod? Yes. The entire medium. Well, that's kind of fucked up. But okay, I mean, you're kind of on one right now. 
ever been on? What? Is this the first podcast you've ever been on? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> well, Wait, I'm... have you? You haven't even been on FS on air? No. Holy shit, this is the first exclusive. The first exclusive user we've had so far. Let's go, baby. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, I don't know. Just Johnny. Johnny exists. That, that's that's the exclusive scoop we got so far. It's unbelievable. That, I mean, uh, John, what kind of car do you drive? What kind of car do I drive? Yes. I drive a Ford Fusion. <laughs> That's not luxury. You're you're absolutely right. It's not dumbass, dude. Holy shit! Can't believe this. Fucking Ford Fusion. Drive a luxury car. Do you even know what a Ford Fusion is? Yeah, dude. It's like it's like fuse they fuse the two Fords together. You know, it's like a fusion. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's, it's it's two different colors. It's no, it's two. Oh, I thought it was two different like types of car fused together, and it's like a Ford Fusion. <laughs> no. it's, it's like it's like two two different colors in one. You know? Are you serious right now? Well, no, but I don't. Want... <laughs> so, so yes, I'm serious. Anyway. Hey, shut the fuck up. We have the pretty <laughs> fucked up bits that lasted way longer than they should. Like anytime like we'd like the fucking like band episode where we just made fun of Freddie Mercury's death. That's uh we, no, that's not true. We didn't make okay, no, we didn't make fun of his death. This is very untrue. We, we kinda did. We were kinda, we were, we were, we were like, man, I wonder how I wonder why Green why I wonder why Freddie Mercury retired. I wonder what that man what that man ever went. He just gave up. <laughs> Well, we did. You know, Freddie Mercury is like one of my top five all-time favorite songwriters. So now I'm kind of wondering why I'm even on this show. No, no, no. Yeah, what is Freddie? His last words. His last words are PP. That was the. That's why we were saying because it was funny that his last words were PP. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure awesome. Johnny. I'm sure Johnny. If he knew that you were his third songwriter, he will write a song about you eventually. Awesome. <laughs> Man, what's the, the fuck's he gonna say to me now? He's fucking dead. What do you think he's gonna do? Get mad? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> he's gonna be pissed at me. He's... Yeah, well, when you see him in heaven or hell, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are up to. Uh, you know, I'm, shit to you, I'm sure. You think Freddie fucking... Mercury like went to heaven or to hell? Well, well, the last Queen album that he has vocals on was called Made in Heaven. But, very, very famous, um, iconic album. Depend uh, on of, of God we're talking about. I mean, Freddie Mercury, you know, I don't want to say it, but, you know, I think you can, you can see where I'm going with this. No, I can't. Go further. Uh, you know, based on his sexuality, I'm just saying that God, you know, it sounds like, it sounds like you're saying some stuff right here, right now, that's gonna get you fired from the podcast. Well, I'm just speaking about what some people believe who believe in, like you. Stuff. No, I don't believe no. in that stuff. I, I'm a gay man, and I don't believe in that sort of stuff. 
is pretty sus if you flash. Yeah, flash. Like you fucking Jewish. Sus. You're literally Jewish. Whoa, hey. Is that a sin? Whoa. Uh, what does that have to do with anything? John, and Johnny's fucking Christian or Catholic. I don't know the difference, but he's one of them. <laughs> I'm not Catholic. No, they're not. <laughs> Roman Catholic, Greek Catholic. I don't know. Dude. I mean, they oh, both suck. You think Jesus wasn't Jewish. Jesus wasn't Catholic. Jesus himself was Jewish. I think just... Jesus was a Scientologist. <laughs> Scientology, you know, we're we getting into Scientology. This is, I think we have, we have a theme to this episode, by the way. Are we, are we just. We're going to talk about it in a second. I just want that's something I always I like to bring up. Anytime, like, people talk about, like, religion, I'm like, hey, Jesus chose to be Jew- Jewish. He didn't want to be Christian. He didn't want to be Catholic. He was like, you know what? I'm going to be Jewish. And yeah, I'm saying, okay. I disagree. I'm saying, I disagree. And I think he was a Scientologist. I asked Jesus himself back when he wake back back for the third coming of Christ, and anyways, so the other night we watched um what is regarded as Sondheim's magnum opus and one of the best musicals of all time, Sunday in the Park with George. Hell yeah! <laughs> now me and Johnny we're very good fan, big fans of this, but Flash has never seen it before in Flash. I didn't ask this because I want to hear like your opinions on this musical. Um. Okay. Okay. Like, what? Just my general thoughts about it. Yes. Your yes. general thoughts. Okay. Um. I did very much enjoy the musical, although musicals are. Uh, I've seen like maybe two or three musicals in my life, like fully, like gone out and seen musicals. So I, I know like nothing about musicals understanding of how performances like whether they're good or not but um you know it wasn't what i was expecting at all i I don't know what i was expecting but i just expected i I thought it was gonna be like like i don't know there would be like a choir in the park and they're like all singing like i don't know what the fuck i thought i thought it was gonna be like not my thing but i honestly like there was a lot of like, I don't know. I, I like the Bernadette Peters, of course. The yeah, Bernadette Peters, who, fun fact, everybody, she played Steve Martin's wife in the 1979 comedy classic, The Jerk. Yo, let's go, baby. You know, I actually heard that she also played uh, the wife character in Steve Martin's The Jerk in 1970. It's pretty cool, but uh, anyways, uh, moving on from that. Um, what, what's his name? Mandy, Mandy, fucking... <laughs> Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin? Okay, that sounds like a fake name, but all right. <laughs> uh, I think he did great, like, they both did really good in this. The most of the songs. Uh, I will say I enjoyed the first act of the musical better than the second. <clears throat> what... Interesting. Opinion. Yeah, that, that, I'd say that's popular. It's it's very much so, and we'll get to a little bit further into Act Two of Sunday in the Park with George in a minute. But like, continue. Um, I think the first act was just entertaining, like more entertaining. Like, I I don't know. It's hard for me to like criticize musicals because I don't 
you know, like it's not my forte. So I'm just like, just, just, just go with the flow. Just go with your thoughts. Like, I mean, I would give it like an eight out of ten if I'm ranking it. But that's right. that's based on my. That's fair enough. Like, the best thing I've ever seen. It had a lot of emotion, but it was also like it had its funny moments. I liked all the side characters, like the supporting yeah. that were like in the painting as well. Like the boatman. The boatman. <laughs> the goat. The goat man. They should call him. Whoa! Whoa! What? You and your like, fancy crayons. That's like. That's 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 a serious thing there. The goat man. I like that. Thank you. Well, boat can also stand for best of all time, but the goat the uh, goat yeah. man sounds better. So um, what else? Oh yeah, yeah, ego, buddy. So my I love Sunday in the Park with George. Um, historically speaking, it's what it's probably sometimes most. It's one of those more personal pieces because I get to eat related a lot to the character of George, especially Act Two George, because if you know anything about Sondheim, is that like his productions are always fucking rocking. Um, if you read up on, uh, did you ever listen to that do- uh, that that the documentary thing I posted about Sweeney Todd Flash? I mean, uh, Johnny. Uh, I believe I did. Well, for those who don't, Sondheim is always, here's the thing, Sondheim shows open very well, critically, most of the time, they receive very well. Financially, they don't, they never do very well. They've just never had, Sweeney Todd famously bombed at the box office. It did, it, it won all the awards, and it sold all right, but for a majority of the run, it did not sell out, and it ended up not recuperating its funds. It only played as many performances as it did off of Sondheim's name and the quality of the show. Something that would never happen today. Um, but Sondheim's name it carries a lot, carried a lot of weight even back then, which is why like shows like fucking Seven the Park with George, they would get built for these like absurdly high budgets and little because like Sondheim he. <laughs> He didn't fully create shows. Famously, uh, Sunday the Park George was just one act. Initially, the first act of Sunday the Park George was the entire show. Um, for the majority of the original Off Broadway run, it wasn't until the very end of that run that Act Two even came out. Um, which is why they have such a stark <laughs> change. Because some would argue it should have just stayed one act. Yeah, it really is sort of like. Act one is its own amazing story, and then act two is kind of like the sequel. Yeah, and I feel like that that some productions really fix that. Like the original production, it's so fucking stark, it's so fucking different that like mm-hmm. it can be a bit jarring. The Jake, uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal version is a bit better in that regard. Um, I kind of like the two thousand and eight. Uh, revivals uh, kind of thing. So they, they did something really cool for the 2008 production. Uh, the, all the characters are projections. And so he can literally, quite literally, when they go, he just removes them. Like he, when he removes a tree, it's not like a set piece. He just, it's gone. A character, he just pay, he actually paints them on stage. Oh. And it's a really, it's a really cool effect. 
And so by the end, they literally become, when it becomes the painting, it is the actual painting. I mean, I, I thought the one that we watched had like a lot of uh, cool set things. And... It did. And I, but like, the, it, there's so many things you could do with it from a director's standpoint. Um, but historically, like, <laughs> critically, Sonny the Purple George has had like a bit of a, a resurgence because at the time, critics didn't know what to think of it, much like George's actual paintings. Yeah, it was very mixed reception. Very mixed reception. It did not win. It won the people uh, often think that oh, it won the Pulitzer. And while it did win the Pulitzer, the Pulitzer does not mean as much as you would think it does. But but dude, that means that Lin Manuel Miranda saying that he's a Pulitzer Prize winning writer doesn't mean that much. Because the issue with the Pulitzer is <laughs> that like. First of all, like the his the history by the Pulitzer is just bullshit, and like it's 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 difficult. Like it's it's it means a lot for like most of the person. Yeah, it means a decent amount. But like a few, there's a reason why you don't see many people clamoring. Oh man, time to win that Pulitzer. They're not going for that, and they no one goes for that. No one no one actively goes for the Pulitzer. They want the Tony, and it didn't win the Tony. Yeah, um, and, I think... Can I just can I just interject that? Yeah, that that honestly still like makes me angry to think about how it only won two Tonys that year, and they were both for design, and it didn't win anything for the amazing writing or the amazing score or the amazing acting. That's still really great. Yeah, Joseph Payne really did his really put his all into that uh, book. People don't pe- people don't give enough credit to the book writers for Sunday shows. Oh yeah. Um and cuz you because you he just besides of just writing the book he also directed it which is something that often they yeah, do a lot of is an absolute genius. And like he's I I think honestly as far as the show goes, he was as important as Sondheim was. He was. Because you can read, like, anything Sondheim has said about the show, and you can really see that, like, he saw James Lapine as his equal and his partner in the whole thing. And that's, yes. what, made it, that's what made it really great. I say that, like, it's on the Sweeney Todd where the book is just as good as the music. Mm, I, I think... After this last rewatch that we did, I would agree. Because sometimes the issue with a lot of musicals, especially Sondheim, the music overshadows the book. Unless it's Forum, where the the book overshadows the music. No one remembers most of Forum's music. And I love Forum. Uh, but... But, the, like... So, uh, the, um... Or, like, um, A Little Night Music. I think that's an example of the music overshadowing the book. Oh yeah, no one fucking remembers any lines from that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, Sun- uh, Sunday has been revived multiple times. Um, it wasn't revived, but like the original London production had uh, my man Philip Quast. He's <laughs> fucking fantastic as George because he's literally just a bearing man. Although, honestly, I think he would have been better as a soldier. Yeah, I I could see that. But you know, he was he was good as George. Um. The 2005 London Revival sucks ass. Uh, just kidding. It has Danny Lemons. Uh, 
Um, because they they everyone in that production just went out. That was just what they used for the Broadway revival of two thousand eight. Um, but they changed a lot of it from. I don't know why they changed it. It was a weird decision. Um, isn't it? Didn't one of the revivals like add a whole new song or something? So, uh, no, no. Not, not like a whole new a whole new song, but like there's. I I remember looking at the looking at the the cast album for one of those productions and it had like a new track that i hadn't seen before i think they separated the reprise okay gotcha um famously kelsey Grammer was uh, the role of a soldier yeah i was gonna say that uh well first of all i'm like something of like a newer fan as far as like musicals go like just last year I got I started to get really into them um and I can safely say that as of right now Sunday in the Park is probably my favorite um but something that I just find kind of funny is that Frasier is my favorite show of all time and there are so many little connections between Sunday in the Park and Frasier because it has a lot of people who have had guest appearances on Frasier and also, as you said, Kelsey Grammer was part of the original cast. Did he do good? Yeah. He he, he played the soldier. Yeah, and but he, like, was he good? I don't know. But <laughs> okay. he, he left to do cheers. He left is, to play flight till he left to play Frazier. Yeah, oh, he, he left fumbled. he left to get like a twenty five year career. And uh it was probably the wrong move, let's be honest. Yeah. Come on, the soldier is such an important character. It's so <laughs> Yeah. Uh, those women a... those women fawn over him and like in his fucking the Celeste. Like, cardboard Celeste cutout. Celeste. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I can't even imagine fucking Kelsey Grammer as like a young man. It's like a twenty year old. <laughs> He he always like in um in in like the early seasons of Cheers where he starts appearing, he's got, you know, like a, a receding hairline and he already looks like he's like forty. I'm pretty sure that when he started on Cheers, he was like twenty eight or something. God. So he's just he's he's just always kinda had that look. Mm-hmm. He's just been old forever. Yeah. Matt, what's your favorite musical? I know you've said it a bunch of times. I just can't remember. Uh, how to succeed in business without really trying. Right. Where is this one rank against that? Like, is this top three? Well, this one's easily in my top ten. Um, it's not my favorite Sondheim show. That probably be Sweeney Todd, which also for he for Kelsey Grammer once played Sweeney Todd. Whoa, I didn't know that. He did. That's crazy. And. He wasn't very good. <laughs> I think I still think Kelsey Grammer would be better playing the judge, Judge Turpin. He he doesn't he doesn't he, he sings a couple of times in Frasier, but he never really struck me as like a leading man singer. He sings alright. He, he he's done roles like I think it was Finding Neverland. He was Captain Hook. <laughs> I could see that. He did a he was very funny there and very good in that that. Sort of very big, bigger singing, but like Sweeney Todd, 
he played him just like Frazier. <laughs> and awesome. it's, it's the funniest fucking it's so funny to watch him because like, oh no what is going on the judge will be here any second <laughs> would you say he's better than Johnny Depp <sighs> at least Johnny Depp isn't fucking like he's the most he's a very paranoid Sweeney Todd like he's very but, but... frantic <laughs> Also, I just really, I never knew that fucking, he played, you know, uh, Mr. Waterloo's from Monsters, Inc.? Yes. He was the replacement voice for him in a deleted scene in the movie Monsters University. Oh. Like, like, young Mr. Waters or something? Yeah. <laughs> but they deleted his scene. Have you ever seen Rango? Yes, I have. I love that movie. I think that's like... Johnny, one of Johnny Depp's like most underrated films. When I was in high school, I wrote a sequel film called Rango Two O Magazine, where Rango like <laughs> fights Oprah Winfrey. What the that fuck? sounds like the greatest, the greatest. He film fights I've Oprah had. Winfrey and he makes R Magazine instead of O Magazine, Rango Magazine. <laughs> Wait, Oprah has her own magazine? I guess I would have assumed. I don't know if it's still yeah, a publication. I, I, I think it stopped. I don't even think it was even publishing when I like made that thing. I guess uh, it's still in circulation. I, I believe it is. Oh it's no, the the final issue was December of 2020. Yeah, I think I think shortly after I did that thing in my class, it must have must have stopped <laughs> because Very of your, sad. because of that. They were like, "Damn, Mac just made like a, a parody." Cool. To- Mac, you're the one who got O Magazine canceled. And they said there's no R Mag, there's no Rango Magazine. Oh, whoa. Just three days ago, there was an Entertainment Tonight news piece. Oprah Winfrey relaunches O Magazine. Holy shit. It's bad. You could get that movie going yet. I could get Oprah Winfrey Magazine to, to come back. Let's go. Rango Magazine. Can't wait to see it. What is, <laughs> wait, why, why does Oprah have her own fucking magazine? Like, what's in that thing? What, what does it talk Oprah, about? It's, oh, it's just like lifestyle God. stuff. It's like... Like, that's everything Oprah does. It's like telling housewives how to be healthy or whatever. Yeah, Oprah just gives me bad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I mean, most of those people is fucking. When I like your old, like fucking Doctor Phil or Doctor Oz. Yeah. I mean, every the 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 best thing Oprah was ever involved with was that Tom Cruise interview where he goes insane and jumps on the couch. <laughs> That's iconic. I mean. There's also the she, uh, she. Did she always give away cars? Yes, like like a lot. She'll not not necessarily cars, but like usually there there was this thing on her show called Oprah's Book Club, where like it was like a subscription service where you could subscribe, and in the mail you would get like her monthly book pick. And so whenever she announced her book pick for that month, everyone who was in the audience at the show would have a free copy under their chair. Whoa, let's go. Everyone would go insane. 
<laughs> for the book. I mean, I mean then, books were expensive. Yeah, but then like other times she would have like actually meaningful giveaways. <laughs> or just like random crap. Yeah. I think, I think that my 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 conspiracy theory is that she would just like hoard stuff in her garage and then when the time came she would have to her people put it under all the, all the seats in the audience what just wait what like get rid of random shit in her house yeah yeah exactly <laughs> she, would just hoard, she would just she would just like hoard like hundreds of car keys <laughs> car keys yeah like yeah, spare exactly. batteries <laughs> spare yeah, batteries yeah, yeah. and <laughs> All right, so cans of Red Bull. I need to do. A, who is your favorite of like of the of the painting characters? Who is your favorite? Ooh, I mean, it's got to be Dot, right? I mean, of the painting, like, um, yeah, is Dot in the wait? Dot's in the painting. Okay, yeah, she's right. the main. She, she's oh, the main right, right. Okay, okay. I mean, probably her. Yeah, I think she's probably my boat. Either... Go ahead. <laughs> Boatman. Boat. <laughs> Why do you keep, you keep cutting out? I'm losing my I, mind. I said Boatman's my favorite. Boatman, really? Yeah, dude. If I was, well, I'd probably play Boatman. Yeah, I agree. You would play Boatman. No, actually, you'd play Jules, the, the, the asshole artist friend. <laughs> that would be you. He's not in my bold. You can be Jules, and I can be his wife. <laughs> Yvonne? Yeah. I could see that. And then, exactly. and then I could play the boatman. No, you're not playing the fucking boatman. I'm the boatman. Yeah. No, I could play the boatman because I'm probably the, the worst onstage singer. Yeah, but Boatman is a good, a good vocalist. No, not really. I mean, compared to like literally everyone else, you could play the Mister. What? You could play the Mister. Oh, the 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 fat American guy. Miss, that's he's the Mister. Okay, cool. I didn't know he had a name. You could be the Mister, and Flash could be the Misses. I can see that. No, no, <laughs> Noah would be the Mister. Well, then who would I be? The soldier? You could be uh, uh, Franz. Ooh, yeah. I'd like, to, I'd like to do that German accent. Wait, who were those fucking, like, tourists who showed up and had, like, pastries? That was the no, Mr. Was, and Mrs. Yeah. Oh, okay. The that Americans. Was okay. I don't know who the fuck it was. Act 2 is, like, uh, that, Act 2 is where everything gets confusing because they give everyone actual names. Yeah. Like Robert Greenberg. Yeah, and like fucking Alex and Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Dennis. Dennis got gypped. Well, I mean, Dennis isn't that the actor who plays Dennis also plays Franz in the first act. I know. I know. I know. I know. There. I, I know. I'm just saying, but like, it's not like that's a weird jump in names. He also got um. 
In later productions, uh, he was paired with the Boatman instead. I don't like that. I don't like that as much. Which I think makes more sense because, like, the Boatman was probably the only one who was really nice. Was the nicest one, surprisingly. To what do you mean? Because he was he, he was always one. He's fucking defending him. I mean, at first, later on, he criticized it, but he's like the only one who was like, "Yeah, I, Dude, I can get down with this guy." The I, the Boatman literally draws his knife on George. Yes, but you had to realize he was the only one who's he agreed with him because he felt like he could feel for him because they both consider themselves outsiders. Yeah, but then he drew a knife on him. Yeah, but he still allowed him. But like, he still came back. I was like, all right, let's get let's get this drawing down with. Can we agree? The worst character is Louis the Baker. Louis? No, everyone loves Louis. No, I mean, true. I don't. But he did He cut. Like Louis. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I don't know. Some about Louis, I just don't like him, you know? Louis kind of gets screwed over. I don't like Louise. Louise sucks ass. Louis kind of gets screwed over because... Louis. No, Louise is terrible. No, I'm, I'm talking about Louis right now. Oh, Louis, Louise. The fucking daughter. Shut Louis. up. Louis. Not Louise. Louise. I know who Louise is. I'm saying that Louis kind of gets screwed over because Dot is like when when she meets him and starts dating him, she's pregnant with George's daughter. And so like what well, we just... assume is George's daughter. What? We assume it's George's daughter. Well of course it's George's daughter. We think it's George's daughter. <laughs> you you can't prove it. Right? A test. Yeah, that's true. It was like the 1890s. <laughs> they, they, they never... The 1880s, actually. Which, fun fact, if you don't know, uh, Janelle Fernland, played, who plays Luis, later played Little Red Riding Hood in the, Into the Woods. Mm, whoa, that's that's interesting. They're both the same, it's the same actress. Oh, yeah, I think I, I, think I remember... No, I, I watched the, the original... Yeah, and they, they're both... Into they're the both... Woods cast, like, twice, I think... And that's 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 definitely another one of my favorite Sondheim shows. <laughs> it's classic. It's old now. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Just a fucking sock puppet. <laughs> Mac, you said this. You said this uh, when we watched Sunday. You were talking about how poorly Bernadette Peters has aged, and like. <laughs> I may have I may yeah. have overstepped myself there. <clears throat> she's in her seventies. She looks great. She looks like she's yeah, in her fucking fifties. But yeah. but but Danielle Ferland, she uh, uh <coughs> that age she kinda, you know you know what a fucking you know what a, she kind of looks like she kind of looks like the back of a toilet. What, <laughs> what the fuck are you calling the back of a toilet? <laughs> she kind of has like a she, she's got plunger face, you know. Gonna fucking kill Ben Platt just so that we can talk about Mac. That this is like. Wanna fucking kill second, Ben Platt? This is the second famous Broadway actor that you have insulted rudely on this podcast alone. Well, That's insulting him. He threatened to murder him. He said, I want to kill yeah. him. He was <laughs> first. Yeah. <laughs> But like, what would happen if he's dead? If he dies, he just can't make the movie anymore. Oh yeah, 
Flash, do you know what we're talking about? The the merrily we roll along film. Yeah, it's like that movie, The Boyhood, or whatever, where they do like yeah, 20, yeah, where... twenty years long thing. Yeah, exactly. If I kill Ben Platt, there will be no movie. <laughs> no, no, you have to wait. You have to wait ten. Wait, how how many years is it? Is it being? 20. They're going for wait twenty like, years. Wait until like fifteen years and then kill him because then like they wasted all that time. <laughs> they wasted years and then the movie came about. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, what's the what's gonna fucking happen? Like, the, I feel so bad for Ben Platt. Like, he's just stuck to this project. He can't do anything substantial in his career because, like, he has to fucking like every like couple months he has to go fucking shoot this project. I thought it was like every couple of years, like every like four years they were gonna be shooting. Well, I assume there's gonna be some there's gonna be some sort of substantial material that they they have to use. Like just fucking. <laughs> like, what happens if one of the co-stars dies? They'll have to write the script. Probably, yeah, I was gonna say that. Like, they'll probably just like change the book so that like this character died or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's not how the fucking. Have you have you seen Merrily Roll Wrong? That wouldn't fly. I haven't, and I, but I know that's. I'm I'm saying they would just like rewrite it. It wouldn't make any sense. All the characters need to be alive for the final scene. Well, by then they'll have Disney CGI, like the True. AI reconstructions of their faces, and they can just do that. Yeah, no. So all movies are gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> this is what Tom Hanks was talking about in 2005 when he was doing the Polar Express film that he feared. That one day, like, actors will just become all CGI and he will be, like, out of a job. Do you think we'll ever get, like, like, the the Polar Express, Beowulf, Adventures of Tintin type of movie? Like, motion capture CGI movie? Do you think we'll ever get a motion capture CGI musical? We kind of did with fucking Cats. Oh, oh yeah, you're... you're... You're right. You're literally, that's like exactly what it was. It, that's basically what that was. You saw that in theaters, right, Mick? I did. Oh my god, you did? I'm a musical buff. Of course I did. I, I, think, I think I remember you saying this. I, yeah, I did. I, I got the fucking poster from the theater. I cannot oh, imagine man. paying to see that movie. I saw it on Christmas Day, too. I don't think that musical is even good, personally. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. I don't like Andrew Lloyd Webber. I like his earlier stuff, but, like, Phantom is mid. Oh, my God. Dude, you know you know, Senna listens to these podcasts, and that's, like, his favorite musical of all time? He's going to be so angry. Like, I like, I like the fucking, I like Furman and Andre. <laughs> I like Joseph. Once Joseph Bouquet goes away, it's, it goes downhill. A great black hole serves as a nose which never grew. always on your guard. What's your opinion on um, Evita? No opinion. No opinion? Wow. You know, that's where Mandy Patinkin like, really blew up. Yeah. He won the Tony for Evita. 
he got he got fucking he got slammed for his performance on Sunday in the park. So upsetting. He did he does a pretty good job at Sunday in the park. Josh Radner would be better, but shut the fuck up. You know that's a lie. He he does not have that equipment. He does not have the qualities needed for Dude, George. have you seen have you seen Josh Radner sing? Have you heard him? You it's heard more, his voice? There's a different there's a difference between there's Broadway singing and there's good singing. Broadway singing is a different type of singing. But I'm pretty sure that he he was on Broadway. I'm pretty sure that's how he got his stuff. He did. Well, how do you even know what he sounds like? Because I've heard him sing. In what? The Josh Radner musical. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible musical. Hey, hey, hey! Whoa, hey! Watch yourself. Hey, whoa, whoa, hey, hey! Oh, oh yeah, you fight. Josh Brenner was Seymour, the little strip of horrors at the Kennedy Center. I'm sure that was awesome. Hey, hey! Josh Radner played Seymour. You know who else played Seymour? Jake Gyllenhaal. You know who else Jake Gyllenhaal played? George in Sunday in the Park with George. Boom. You know who else played Seymour? Rick Moranis. You know who else Rick Moranis played? Fucking Louis. Uh, Louis. From <laughs> Josh Radner would be fucking terrible as Louis. No, he wouldn't. He would honestly be great. <laughs> oh, Josh Radner was George in... Uh, he played a character named George in uh, She Loves Me. I love that show. But well, there you go. Let's do that again. But yeah, but Zachary Levi replaced him when they moved to Broadway. What? Zachary Levi was on Broadway? Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Josh Radner would be an amazing Shazam. Zachary Levi was in uh, the revival of fucking Sunday in the Park with George. Oh, yeah, I think I I think I read that. He he played the soldier, right? Yeah. No, he was he was he was George? Jules. Oh, Jules. Okay. I, I guess I could see that. But, like, Josh Radner could totally be George. Like, oh let's be god. honest here. Oh my fucking god. Let's just be honest. It would totally work. Yeah, I don't know that. It's not as good of a casting as Josh Radner as Batman, but it would still work. Josh Radner can't play every fucking role. He doesn't. He's not that. I would have to disagree with you on that. I Josh Radner. What? If Ben Platt dies during the production of *Merrily We Roll Along*, Josh Radner could play the older version of the character. Well, that makes a whole lot of fucking sense. (laughs) <laughs> this is a different guy. <laughs> just halfway through the movie, it's just, it's just Josh Radner. <laughs> Man, that would be amazing. They should do a Sunday in the Park with George film, but then like film it, but film all the scenes with Marie like 70 years in the future. I could see that. <laughs> like just a hundred year film production. <laughs> and you could actually get 
the actor who played the first George, you could get his great grandson to play the second George. Dude, that'd be so fucking cool, actually. If they, if they mm. like fucking like make a movie. Yeah, the one hundred year film production. They actually make a fucking movie, and then like they like fucking like create like a, the perfect specimen to play uh, George Junior. I don't on the fact that the, the actor has to have a, a like a boy, like a child, like a, a son, and then that, but he's, that he has to have two sons. He has to have one son, and that son has to have another son. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe if it's a one hundred year film production, I feel like by the end of that production, cloning will definitely be involved. Like actual genetic cloning. Uh, it's gonna be a whole new cast. Like it's gonna be a whole new like crew working on the film. Yeah, exactly. That's just so cool about it. I think the director's probably gonna die like twenty years into it. It can it can be directed by the Cohen brothers and the next Cohen brothers. <laughs> like one dies, the other takes it, takes it over. Yeah, exactly. And then their child takes it over. Yeah. yeah, that's so. This is the coolest fucking idea I've ever heard in my life. Why we don't we to, do we this? Need, yeah, we need to start raising money. For um, well, we could probably find. We have a like. Let's start shooting now, and hope we get the budget. Yeah, we'll after. start. We'll start shooting now with Josh Radner as George One, and then he's we'll way too going. fucking old to playing George One. George One is like twenty three. No, he's not. He's thirty. He's thirty-one. He he, because George dies when he's thirty-one. Yes, and, and he ma- he it, makes the painting ten years prior. No, no, the first act takes place over like two years. It says that it's like a series of summers from eighteen. Yeah, I think eighteen eighty-six to eighteen eighty-eight. Sunday. He was twenty-five when he made the painting. Okay. But also, you need to think it was the 1880s, so the life expectancy was shorter. People looked older when they were younger than they do now. Yeah, but Josh Rutter is way too fucking old. He would not look... Nah. Up- if... I think... Dylan Hall in, old to play the character. In the 1880s, I think like a 30-year-old would look at least 37. And Josh Radner can totally pass for 37. No, he wouldn't. Yes, he can. This is going to work. We're going to start production, George 1, Josh Radner, and then in like 100 years, we're going to go with his great-grandson, George Radner. He's going to name him George (laughs) in honor of the movie. (laughs) Just so his son... (laughs) grandson so like yeah no we'll have we'll we'll put it in his contract that josh radner needs to have a son and his son needs to have a son and then his son needs to have a son and he needs to name it george yeah it'll be part of the contract (laughs) this is the most complex like idea you have to like sign a contract that limits like that forces you to have children. <laughs> yeah, it's we'll get the WWE lawyers. You're signing we'll up. Get your, the like, Vince. 
you're saying if you're hey, I'll play the, I'll, for a I'll play the boat man. John Mulaney can play Jules. <laughs> That's <laughs> horrible. Jules has a very deep voice. No, John Mulaney can play Franz. Yeah, I could see that, but Jules, Jules is like, this painting sucks. That's what he's like. I don't see jo- John Mulaney doing that. No, John Mulaney could pull off a Fran. Wait, Franz or Franz? Franz? Oh, German Franz. Butler. James Court. James Corden could be the Mister. Yes. Okay, see so that was. <laughs> um... Like he could do like a fake American accent. Yeah, that would be amazing. He's a soldier. Grant oh. Gustin. Hugh Jackman. I feel like Hugh Jackman should play like a more a bigger role. <laughs> Grant Grant Gustin is pretty funny. Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman can play Jules. Okay, well who's Dot slash Murray, I guess. No Murray no Murray's like I guess has to be like you. No, it has to be the yeah. one who plays Dot. It has to be the woman who plays Dot, and so she yeah. has to survive like seventy years. <laughs> yeah, we'll put her in like cryo sleep. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. No, I thought I thought Josh. Wait, Josh Redden's playing. Ju- yeah, it makes sense. Sense. Yes, but then, um, we just need the Dot actress's daughter to play Marie. No, exactly. no. Why would you put it? Why, oh, that's why right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because that's how it started the show. Yeah. <laughs> the whole concept of this fucking fake movie was that George was going to act like the two Georges were actually going to be related <laughs> in real life. So, so fucking Dot Maria yeah. would be the same. The and it thing. has to be Josh Radner's daughter as playing is playing Dot. No. Exactly. What? Okay, or, I guess. You know what? It has to be. Josh Radner and the actress who plays Dot's daughter. Like yeah, we need to force them. We, <laughs> we need to force them to make a, a a daughter, and then Josh Radner can have his own son, and he can have his own son, and then he can have the actor that plays George too. Yeah, we I just realized this make any sense. Like it, it it would have to be fucking. It can't be Josh Radner's son's son. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Because that'd Maybe. just be his grandfather. It has to be Josh Rander's daughter's son's son. Yeah. We're we're gonna have Josh Radner making kids like no other. No, he likes to make one kid. He doesn't need to make a bunch of kids. It's his family tree that No, he listen, listen. If it's okay. It's a very fertile family. I think we're overthinking the the Sunday in the Park with George movie family tree, <laughs> but it's all, it's like a... well, first we first we need to come up with who would play Dot. Who would play Dot? Someone um, with red hair. Someone with red hair. Um, Bernadette Peters. No, fuck. She can't play Bernadette Peters. That fucking witch of a woman. No. <laughs> <laughs> She was in uh, the joke. Uh, what about what about Elizabeth Olsen? Yeah, okay. sure. Josh Radner, Josh Radner, because because Josh Radner and Elizabeth Olsen were already in a romantic movie together. Yeah, 50 50 year old Josh Radner and twenty year old Elizabeth <laughs> Olsen. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> She's like thirty four. 
<laughs> but listen, so Josh Radner, babies. listen, Josh Radner and Elizabeth Olsen have their daughter. That's the woman who's going to play Marie, right? Have a son, and that son is going to make another son, and that's going to be Marie. Yeah. That's, wait, no, that's going to be George, too. No, that's going to be George, okay. Okay, so maybe so, we're looking at more like a hundred and twenty year film production. So this this these babies this is like a because I'm sure Josh these people already have like relations. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for the it's sake like, of this film. They have to have sex. Yeah, it's but it's for like the purity sex. of the film. It's business sex. The film bloodline. It's like, <laughs> hey, well, honey, it's so my job. I gotta have sex with you. Yeah, exactly. Josh Radner, Josh Radner and Elizabeth Olsen have their daughter, and when she gets old, she plays Marie. But yes. before that, she has a son, and then he has a son who plays George too. Yeah, so we're doing, we're doing a very complex family. I don't mean musical. <laughs> this Broadway Just... musical movie. This, yeah, and then and then we get all of them to do. Yeah, we we need to just hope and pray that they're good singers. Yeah, we, we, yeah. This is assuming that they carry on the genes of like. Yeah, yeah. You know something crazy. You know something crazy. Josh Radner. Is older than Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, that's pretty. So, if Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn, they're gonna be the romance in the second Joker movie. So, Lady Gaga is only like thirty-five. So, tell me, Josh Radner and Elizabeth Olsen couldn't work in Sunday in the Park with George? I thought you were gonna suggest that Joaquin Phoenix plays George and Lady <laughs> Gaga plays Dot. Oh, it's kind of like put a beard on Joaquin Phoenix and he could play George one. I think he has it. Yeah, why can't George uh, be played by Joaquin Phoenix? I think that makes more sense. Yeah, they're both Joker and George one are really similar when you think about. It. We can make. A CGI mixture of both of them. Uh, CGI of Joaquin. This is how we bring back, like you were saying, oh, this is how we bring back mocap. We, we, we have an AI just like combine them. <laughs> and, and this like this CGI monstrosity plays both Georges across a hundred years. Really complex, like <laughs> movie idea. <laughs> but combine... put, when it finally comes out, we can put it took one hundred years to make on the poster. And it has revolutionary Walking <laughs> Phoenix and Josh Radner technology. And you know what? <laughs> the crazy thing is that no one's gonna even know who these fucking actors are in like a hundred years. <laughs> no, listen, <laughs> listen. You know something? In a hundred years from now. When the film comes out, Bernadette Peters will still be alive. 
and she'll still look just as wrinkled as <laughs> she can play. Uh, she can play a character when it comes out. She can play like a bit. Like she can play one of like George's mom. Balls. Yeah, he can play. She can play George. Whenever she's gonna be, she can, she can play like the old lady in that one scene. Yeah, she like George's mother, and then when she dies, we'll just have that be the scene in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> For the movie, yes. <laughs> That's in a contract. We have to film you. This is gonna work. No, this is gonna, gonna work die. perfectly. Okay. All I mean, due to the, the life that time the film gets to make, eventually she will have to fucking die. She has to croak yeah, eventually. But we'll have, but we'll have to like know when she's gonna die. Like we'll have to like have people following her at all times in case like she dies. Yeah, with a full camera crew. In case she, what if she gets like run over by a car? When she, does. she better remember her fucking lines when that car comes. Hire an assassin to take her out, dude. Wait, a yeah, movie? That, the, the the movie was the movie need to be was uh, spending a lot of time of reduction, so we really need to wrap this shit up, burning it. So, <laughs> well, I think this is a perfect movie concept, and we need to get the ball rolling on it right now. Wait, yes. wait, a, wait a movie where everyone actually dies in it, <laughs> like, yes, like yeah, the, we, they, it's just it's like a the world's like lamest snuff film, yeah, the world's the world's first snuff film musical that takes 100 years to produce, yeah, the world's first snuff musical. <laughs> People are being tortured on stage, <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's a good idea. People are like a dying snuff on musical. If we start raising money now, we can get into production by next year. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll play I... the boatman. Like, that'll be my role in this production. <laughs> the boatman. Like, kill people as the boatman? Yeah, the boatman doesn't kill anyone. He threatens. He pulls his knife on George. And the child. I thought yeah, it was the one with a snuff, no. a snuff film. <laughs> I thought we were killing Franz is the one. Franz. Franz is the one who like chokes Luis like out of nowhere, and it's super weird. Yeah, and the boatman also like pulls a knife out on her. Oh she yeah, won't, she right. won't leave him alone. Yeah, you want to play that murderous psycho, dude? It's these are like characters I always play. Like that, that's that, that's right <laughs> up my alley. <laughs> well, I think that's good to do it for this episode of Through the Ringer. I like to take uh, my friends. Uh, Johnny and Flash. Uh, Johnny, did you have a good time tonight? I did. And you know something? What? I, I just I just dropped my phone in the middle of this conversation and the screen is cracked. That's fantastic. And you will always remember it because it'll be recorded on this podcast. I will. All right. Uh anything anything else you gotta say, Flash? Um I think we should really make that movie that we talked about. I think it'll be a Absolutely. great movie. Oh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Our sponsors, uh, Gary Greasers, and uh, say goodnight, Flash. Say goodnight, Flash. Oh, <laughs> can I can I do a quick shout out? What? Can I do a quick shout out? To who? Shout out to my best friend Noah. 